0: Episode number 139, let's do this thing. What's happening, guys? Welcome back to the show. 139 episodes in, and this week is one of Dallas's, actually, come on, one of the biggest male yogi influencers in the United States. This is DeAndre Sinette. DeAndre has a massive following, over 135,000 people who come to his Instagram page to be delivered his message, a message of mindfulness, of manifestation, of an incredible story of transformation, really. And that's what this story is all about. Having the desire to break away from your former self, to step into your true self. And that is what creating space really is all about. And I am so passionate to continue to bring you these types of influencers, but I want these conversations to serve as opportunities to reflect. And I would love it more than anything for you to take a second, grab a pen and a piece of paper, and maybe write down some of the things that come up when you're listening some of the points that DeAndre might make that resonate with you or that may challenge you or force you to look at life or your situation in a different way. That is the best way to draw the most value out of these conversations. So whether that be with a old-fashioned pen and paper or whether that be with your notes app on your phone, taking a moment to really dive a little bit deeper inside of this content and inside of this conversation is really what this experience with the Creating Space podcast is all about. Now, lastly, before we get started in DeAndre's conversation, and this conversation is a wicked one, no doubt, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into my discomfort. I've got a real big space in my heart for guided meditations, and I've done a couple on the show and gotten real vulnerable and pushing myself out of my comfort zone to be able to do those guided meditations for you guys, whether that be uh, in some of the personal events that we put on, or whether that be here on the podcast. And it's really challenging me to continue to put those into action and, and and embody those. And I need you guys to hold me accountable. I'm wanting to do these guided meditations now more than ever. And I want you guys to be my accountability partner and to hold me accountable to these guided meditations and bringing these experiences to you. In me leading them and you experiencing them, we can help each other, push each other out of our comfort zones for continued personal and professional development. So that's my ask, Creating Space Tribe. Let's do this and let's do this together. Hopefully you've enjoyed these guided meditations. And more than that, I'm really just hoping you're enjoying this conversation with DeAndre Sinet. So without any further ado, my brews, let's do it. Guys, what's happening? DeAndre Sinette. he's making waves in the yoga industry. He's Lululemon ambassador. He's a social media influencer who's pushing a message of literally how to take the practice of yoga off the mat and show up with it everywhere you go in your life. Um, started following DeAndre a couple of weeks ago, and I was just impressed with his presence, man. I feel like there needs to be more men like him, uh, more more comfortable with vulnerability, more comfortable with being cool with themselves, and preaching a message that is in alignment with that and the creating space message. So, with that being said, <laughs> DeAndre Sanet, what's happening, my brother? What's, what's
1: up, guys? <laughs> Just relaxing, man. Just relaxing.
0: It seems like right now you're in a good space in your life, man. Reading some of the captions inside of your posts, it looks like you've had some turbulence, uh, yes, which we definitely. all do. Yeah. Um, to start this thing off, man, to to make sure we set the right intention. What are you grateful for right now?
1: Man, honestly, I woke up this morning and I really thought about it because one of my, my daily rituals is as soon as I wake up, I go downstairs, I drink a cup of water, and then I get on my notebook and I put down three things I'm grateful for. And so I'm grateful for the ability to wake up, you know, in this beautiful gift of a body, um, for health, my mental state of mind, and really just this existence, um, especially my mom too. Um, just like I don't take I don't take this life for granted, you know. Mm. So I make sure that I wake up and say thank you for letting me wake up, life. You know. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really. I'm in the mindset of gratitude as soon as I start my day.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, that, that practice is once you can align with it and you can make it a part of your behavior on a daily basis, just like yoga, man, you see it seep into everything else that you do. Um, yeah. speaking of everything else that you do, man, like, <laughs> you're, you're in the Dallas area. You're like I said, a Lululemon ambassador, you got a lot going on. Yeah. Looks a bit, man. Like what all do you do? Deion?
1: <laughs> um, it's funny. Everybody always asks me that question. Like, what, <laughs> what don't you do, dude? Uh, right. I honestly, I just want to be well-rounded. So, of course, I have my yoga practice, but I also do more of like calisthenics and weight training. Um, but, you know, the funny thing is, is that yoga kind of seeps into every single thing that I do off the mat, because even in, in weightlifting, I used to be more into the bodybuilding scene, more into the physique competition scene. And it was just like mindlessly lifting and, you know, not doing anything to actually help the body was all for how I looked. And so now every time that I lift, it's just like a totally different mindset of, you know, how can I connect to my muscles deeper through this lift? You know, um, I don't want to just chase around the gym with a pump and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) now I'm doing it with a purpose. And so, um, you know, I want to be able to balance everything. I sing, um, I love singing. Singing is one of the, I feel that's one of the most healing things for me personally. When I sing, it's just like art um, that flows out of me, you know, whether it's someone else's song or I'm just freestyling a song. It's it's super fun and rejuvenating for me.
0: Is that where you're entering the flow state? Like, is that where you have a level of mastery with flow state?
1: Uh, I mean... Kinda. I mean, at, if least, you say at mastery, least when yeah. you're by yourself, man. Yeah, you're... exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, speaking, man, connecting to a message and becoming a, a, a conduit or like a pure channel for a message that, that I believe. Almost as if I'm just channeling my higher self or like my future me and, and connecting to something so much more cosmic. Do you feel it's a spiritual experience when you drop into the flow state? Like, is that kind of why you enjoy yoga and that deeper level of introspection, so to speak?
1: Definitely. Um, it's, it's like when I start, because it's, sometimes you know how hard it is to show up. Like sure. sometimes, sometimes you get to that place and you're like, or you're, before you get to that place, you're like, man, You know, it takes a few steps to get there. But as soon as I'm in that, as soon as I'm in that zone, I'm just like, man, everything feels like comparable to floating, you know, floating in space, because it's just like, there's nothing else but you in the float. There's nothing else but you in the space. So when I'm in my space, when I'm in my zone, whether I'm floating, when I'm singing, whether I'm floating on the mat, you know, I feel nothing but absolute bliss, even if it's hard, you know, even if something that I don't want to do. I just feel what it's going to give me or what it's actually giving me in the moment. And I just let it, you know, move through my body and just like the breath. You just kind of let go
0: of that, of that expectation, I I assume, of what the experience should be. And you're just experiencing the moment, so to speak, right? Yeah. Something that's so beautiful about that, because once my career ended as an athlete, I, kept trying to figure out how I could generate that experience again man and I went through a deep deep (laughs) dark uh run of like two two and a half years DeAndre where I was scratching and clawing for something completely lost trying to restructure myself um and, and it's taught me so much but it's what connected me to the mat like which bears the question (laughs) have you had your own dance with darkness? Like if, if so, when did that start? And, and let's kind of walk down that path.
1: Um, so the whole reason I actually teach is to walk people out of their darkness into their light. Mm. Um, because for so long, basically, ever since I was a little kid, I had been suffering from darkness because of a figure in my life that kind of tore me down every single day. Um, just told me i was worthless and i would never amount to anything and so you know after you hear that for so long you know every day of your life yeah it seemed like you don't you know you don't you can't escape from it cuz you know you be you be in yourself you know i sent to, sent to my room all the time and i just be thinking about you know the words that pierce me mm. and so um You know, for a long time, I was, I didn't want to live, you know, I didn't, I didn't see my purpose in this world. And, um, it was just, I cried all the time. Like I'd be afraid to go to school sometimes because I was crying the night before. I was afraid that my eyes would be too puffy. And so, um, getting away from that helped a lot. But still, after that, it was like, you know, every time I thought about it, I was like, man, this seriously sucks. Like, why did I have to go through this? Yeah. And so now, um, I'm absolutely thankful for that because it brought me to a place to seek um, my own recovery, you know, my own spirituality and spirituality is really what saved me. It was more of connecting to myself. And when I found myself, I found everything outside of myself, you know, if that makes sense. Absolutely. um, Yeah. I just, the source um, of it all was just it was absolutely beautiful to make that transformation of being able to overcome, you know, someone who tried to break you into nothing and then actually overcoming that and becoming something. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I want, I want everyone to know that no matter where you are, no matter who's broken you, no matter what, you know, adversities you face, there's always going to be another side. There's always going to be another option because there was a big option for me to just negate healing. You know, I could have, said, um, I'm destroyed. My mind, you know, I don't want to heal. I'm going to be like this forever. Um, But I I chose and I made a decision. I surrounded myself with people who were going to lift me up. Mm. Um, I got mentors. I get different people that were going to tell me um, how to heal my brain, how to heal my mental state, and especially my heart, because my heart was broken most of all. Um, Just because I couldn't live up the expectations of what this world wanted from me or what I thought, you know, this world and people wanted from me. Sure. So, so what message, was the level
0: of what was the level of expectation, or, or the story that was running from the narrative of other people? Like, what what were you feeling like was expected of you, which was like in uh, misalignment with like your truth?
1: Um. Well, the biggest thing, like growing up, with the expectations of me was just to like you know be extremely. I felt like I had to be extremely book smart. You know. Mm. And I wasn't. And I could not, I could not get great at school. Like me school, either
0: me either, brother, me either. Man, school struggle. Me <laughs> struggle.
1: <laughs> and you how, know how are
0: you gonna how are you gonna force us, people who love to move, to sit yeah. at a desk for an hour, not yeah.
1: and focus? And okay. from there, um I just kept on feeling like I couldn't because of I wasn't book smart, because I couldn't succeed in school, that my life you know, it never amount to anything because of that, because of that hindrance. And so um, I, don't, I don't know what happened. I don't know what the spark came, but I found a different type of, um, I guess, intelligence and knowledge in trying to seek wisdom instead of, you know, from textbooks, from more spirituality books. And the expectations from others kind of dropped because, you know, I dropped out of college after my first semester because I was just like, man, I can't do this. Like, it's still the same thing. You know, even with those characters out of my life telling me that I couldn't do anything, I still had that battle. Like, i was just like, I can't do this. Like, I would spend nights just like depressed because I literally could not do it. And so I found, um, I kind of found my spirituality first in fitness because, you know, in the weight room, you just let it all go, you know? But then I brought those habits into the weight room, like, like. everybody just expected to be like the best in the weight room, you know? Sure. Um, And so what the transformation happened was on the yoga mat because nobody expected anything from me. Um, I hated yoga because I couldn't do it. um, Couldn't do downward dog. But I ended up loving it because nobody – I didn't even expect anything from me. I just came to my mat and I let it all go. And so now, you know, in real life, whether I'm working on a project – you know, I'm working on myself. There's no really there's no real expectations that I have to live up to because I'm already whole in myself. You know. I've already come to the place that I need to be in, and everything else is just discovery. You know, everything else is just a bonus
0: all right, so let's let's go deeper in this um, because this is the place that I like to exist These are the <laughs> levels of conversation I like to talk about because once you once you see the darkness, once you feel the darkness and once you live in that, it becomes you exactly. you can exist inside of that. So, Tell me what you know to be true about the darkness.
1: Um, it's crippling. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's crippling. It it feels like evil. It feels like everything you're told that isn't good. You know. Sure. Um, but there is also greatness inside of darkness because. I feel like it's the, best le- it's the best learning tool. If I wouldn't experience darkness, I would have never really actually experienced light, mm. you know, because it's, you know, they're on the opposite ends of the scale. And yep. so being in one thing is, is almost, you know, uh, magnified because I was so far deep into the other thing, you know, and so I'm just utterly grateful for darkness because it does exist. And so because of its existence, light also exists. Um, So, yes, yeah, an incredible—it's
0: it's an incredible balance, and I can remember very distinctly the feelings that it's, it's suffocating, man, and, and, and the walls will climb or will close in on you. Thought processes shrink, ideas of self and ideals of morality begin to shrink until most people can become paralyzed through anxiety, exactly. anxiety through panic attacking your your world. Anxiety, yeah, in <laughs> anxiety met me in a multitude of different ways and i never was aware of it although now having conversations with my family they always knew that i carried the gene right but yeah I, i had no idea i was so unconscious was struggling with performance anxiety before games and i was doing things and using um you know kind of crutches to get by and had no clue but it wasn't until one night that I had my first panic attack that I almost sort of raised this level of awareness to where I was then seeing my thoughts, not just inside of my thoughts. Yeah. It was the shift. Where were you when the shift happened?
1: Um, man, where was I? Uh, literally. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> literally. yeah. What
0: were you doing? Were, were you also suffering from pain, panic attacks? And is that kind of what, kicked you into oh
1: man I remember yoga teacher training (laughs) my yoga teacher training man um there was this time we had to teach sun salutations and my teacher I of course I was the first one you know to go up there and teach it because I was like man I do this in my sleep you know (laughs) I do sun salutations in my sleep (laughs) I could teach this man I got up I looked around (laughs) to my to my yoga teacher group and I froze like Absolutely froze, no, and no. it was so bad that they they had this like circle up around me, and it, uh, my teacher Ginny, she goes, "Tell DeAndre one thing you love about him," so he has the confidence, you know, to go up yeah. and yeah. actually yeah. deliver it. And that was when I really found out that you know I had really really bad anxiety from expectations from others, you know, because I could teach sun salutations in my sleep, you know. Sure. Um, Because I know them. But it was like facing facing something different than myself where I can't control, you know, I can't control what other people think about me. And so that gives me deep anxiety. And I honestly wanted to just walk out of the room and not come back to teacher training. It also happened during my first class, my first ever class. um, Ten minutes into there, I was like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm, I'm trapped. (laughs) I, <laughs> I, I'm defeated. I can't be a yoga teacher. <laughs> the stories <laughs> my,
0: begin, man. The stories begin, don't they? Yep.
1: My certification is worthless because I'm worthless, you know? And um, I'm really glad that I stuck to it because it opened me to where I don't get nervous anymore. Like, I used to have really bad nerv- nervousness, like, super, super nervous um, all the time about anything. Just give me yeah. something, and I was nervous about it. Right. And ever since I started teaching, you know, I've been teaching for two years now, over a thousand hours in less than two years. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. Wow. And, you know, put me on a stage now and they're like, I can talk to everyone. Yeah. And it's, of course. it's crazy because I think I found that from from connection. That's what I was missing all of my life. You know, I couldn't connect to anyone around me because I felt like no one could connect to me, you know, my family. Um, I just didn't feel like I can talk to them about anything. Um, my friends, I felt like they would laugh at me if I talked to them about things. And right. so, you know, I felt trapped in my body. Um, so I, everything was just like, what are people going to think of me? Um, and I was nervous about that. Sure. Uh, can I, can I be my most open self? You know? And yoga teacher training and yoga teaching taught me yes yes i can be my op- my most open self because playing it small being anyone else that i actually am is not doing anyone a service you know especially me yeah and so when you actually step into those waters of like you know this is me this is who i am sure people are going to accept you Oof. you know no matter what
0: yeah people pick up authenticity right off the bat and people love authenticity At the same time, though, people are also equally afraid of authenticity. You spoke about that balance between um, light and dark, right? And the way you show up will elicit responses from people. And the way you were showing up was eliciting the responses that you were nervous about and (laughs) and see how it was just this loop or this cycle that you were stuck in. So I love practicality. I love giving the Creating Space Tribe tools, tips, tactics to deal with scenarios for those that might – have issues similar to you and I.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Talk to me a little bit about what yoga taught you for processes to help stop the stories, stop the nervousness, and help you redirect back into the light instead of spiraling into the
1: dark. My biggest tool, visualization. Uh, um, <laughs> yes, let's go. Visualization, man. And not even, not even how it looks. Like I always tell my students, I'm like, visualize what your your class, how it will feel, not how it look. But how you feel, you know. And sure. so when I come into my space of meditation, um, my yoga practice, before I even start it, you know, I kind of visualize how I want myself to feel like this practice today. Um, I want to feel strong, you know. I might not, to a perspective, another perspective. I might not look strong. Sure, you know. I mean, especially when I first started yoga, I was trembling in downward dog. But if I can feel strong today, you know. That kind of pushes everything out to the side. And if I can feel clear, if I want my mental, you know, I want clarity, I want mental clarity. That's what I'm focused on today. Um, I think that can transition to anything. So before, you know, a big event, before anything, kind of visualize how you want it to feel. Not look, because look brings expectations, Mm. you know. Um, Mm. The physical appearance of things brings expectations. But when you say, I want to feel love here. You kind of come into that place and you're creating love because you want to feel it. I
0: love that. So my process, it's an alignment here, my man. Like (laughs) moving forward into, I can remember one of the times that I picked up one of your guided meditations um, and, and it's something that we've been doing for a while now, and I'm, I'm diving deeper into that practice as being a guided meditation leader and NLP, like neuro-linguistic programming. Oh, dope. No. All into that visualization piece. So yeah. what I try to do before I even get into my guided meditations is to drop into an NLP work where I will envision the happiest moment of my life thus far, yeah. feel that, and then I'll tr- literally visualize that being transitioned in like this ball of energy into yeah. my current self to where I can feel that, sustain that, and then try to push that in the guided meditation to those that may be witnessing or, fe- or feeling or listening, whatever. What yeah. are some tactics you have to you know, release expectation in a guided meditation or maybe judgment? I get a lot of people who are like, man, I can't even stop thinking about <laughs> some- a thought and then I'm running down the, the, the you know, rabbit hole of focusing on that thought. Like, mm-hmm. What's your skill for that?
1: um two things laugh if i fail so like that's my biggest thing is like yeah i fall out if i fall out of pose you know i fall out of my meditation anything i just laugh i'm like oh that happened um and i get back i get back up to it you know i smile as i rise um and then the second thing hold on it it like totally left my mind i said laugh
0: you laugh as you you smile as you rise and you breathe. breathe
1: but a certain focus of breath so, I kind of like I want to create a breath of maybe four or five counts in, and yep. then I do the same exact amount of counts out, and so what that does is it doesn't leave room to think about anything else. you know I want to kind of get lost in the count of my breath, and that kind of just creates space for everything to move away and to move your um, move deeper within
0: so when you are um when you are in these spaces where you're I would say that you're in a, uh, this in-between space of being intentional and then being like being like executing. So there's a, an idea that you have for it and what you want to get out of it, and then you're trying to execute to get there. You you keep talking about expectation, right? How do you balance trying to execute to get somewhere but not having an expectation of where you want to get? Is it all about feeling? Like what are you looking for? when you're, when you're pushing yourself in these places?
1: Um, I kind of tell myself that, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, because like one of my biggest things is time. So it doesn't matter how much time, cause I think time is also an expectation, you mm. know? Um, like when people come to yoga, they're like, I'm not flexible enough to do yoga. Um, it's going to take me a long time to get there. But you know what I tell myself, no matter how long it takes, the time goes by anyway. You know, so it doesn't really it doesn't really matter what I'm going to or what I have to go through is either am I gonna go through it or am I either or I'm gonna sit it out because I don't wanna go through that time. The time is gonna go by anyway.
0: Sure. Know?
1: Um splits, like splits training, that's that's something that like it kind of breaks me down sometimes, but I gotta I gotta remember. <laughs> I gotta remember, I'm like, well shoot, this ain't no Amazon Prime, you know. I can't order it now. <laughs> I got to go the long run. I got to go the long run, you know. And yeah. you know when you when you when you make an order on Amazon that's not, you know, Amazon Prime certified, you know, it might be like from China and it takes 4 weeks to get to the US. Well, it's going to show up on your doorstep.
0: Sure. You know, no matter
1: what, you buy it, it's going to show up on your doorstep. Maybe not tomorrow, but one day it's going to be there and you're going to be happy. So that's my thing. Is like, no matter what, be happy. Purchase yourself. Purchase, you know. Um, it doesn't matter because you're great right now, and then you're also stepping into those. You're stepping into that territory where you're setting yourself up to also be great. In that, you know, I'm not. I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. But no, I'm following. I do know you. I'm what following I'm you. So. Yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm right here with you, DeAndre. So you just segued right into Mindset Monday today. The message of co-creation, where you begin to manifest and have a level of uh, of architecture or, or ultimate design, where you begin to use your thoughts and requests from the universe, where you can raise your energy, raise your yeah. vibe, then attract people in, people experiences, so on and so forth. Tell me about this co-creation and manifestation. What are you focused on? For your future self right now like what are you pulling towards you?
1: Hmm. Consistency. And um, that has been one of my biggest downfalls I feel like in my in my habitual life is the best thing that I'm <laughs> I'm consistent at is being inconsistent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. All
1: right. And uh yeah just like manifestation of of actually keep it's it's basically the same thing i was saying um previously you know right before this conversation um is the long haul you know no matter how much time it takes show up you know that's that's what i'm trying to manifest because sometimes i don't show up and it's kind of it's kind of a a story that i've had for a long time you know i really like kind of bragged to myself for being like the suckiest at showing up you sure. know and that's people cannot can kind of get into those stories um and you know kind of really love their downfalls. And so mine right now is manifesting a better habit of showing up for myself, you know, nobody else but showing up for myself and seeing the um, outwards effect of being consistent. Because I want to be consistent in my relationships with friends. You know, I haven't been the best with that consistent in a relationship with my family, consistent in the relationship with myself, um and consistent relationship in the things that I say. You know, if I'm going to say something I want to be able to know that I'm going to do it, you know, because that's true trust. I trust myself enough to say something and I want to manifest that to actually become something real.
0: I love that, man. And when you talk about uh, redefining the sense of self and moving into new stories and evolving as a human being, a lot of times we need models. We need mentors, people that are modeling the type of behavior that we desire. I've got a number of models in my life right now. Who are <laughs> so much, man. I'm so grateful for them. Who's modeling in your life right now the type of behavior that you're really connecting with? Who specifically?
1: Hmm. One of my favorite, um, one of my favorite speakers is Jim Rohn. Um, I don't know if you know him. But, of
0: course, Jim uh, um, Rohn is the man.
1: He kind of woke me up, you know. He told, like he's just like, you got to do it. Because you know, no, nobody else can do it for you, and you got to be willing to step into that greatness, step into your power, and I don't know. That's he has always. I listen to his stuff on the daily. Um, what's her name? Jin Chinchero from "You Are a Badass." You know, she's probably my biggest right now. The biggest impact in my life from reading her books um, because of the story, the story issue, you know, her, her biggest yeah. thing is like, get rid of those stories and step into your life, step into yourself. And so she has been, you know, a godsend for me. Right. Um, and as far as, you know, I don't really.
0: Huh.
1: If you I don't could, never get,
0: here's a great question. If you could, if you could formulate a virus, Mm-hmm. that virus would be a thought pattern that you could replace any other story right now with a new story. He talked about consistency. Yeah. But like on a grander scale, is there another like behavior right now other than consistency that you would allow that virus to consume the other and replace it and you would feel really good about having that immediately like downloaded into your, mm. into your life?
1: Man. I really don't, I really don't think there's anything other than consistency. That's like taking over my life. Um, that's pretty much the only thing that I would want to improve. Um, because it it literally creeps into every single aspect of my life, you know, whether it's showing up for my meditation, showing up for my yoga class, showing up for projects that I'm working on. Um, everything is correlated to my consistency to it. So, um, really the virus would be like a showing up virus. Like (laughs) let me show up all the freaking time. Like, let that be my best habit.
0: Right. So what is it? What is when you're not showing up? Explain to me the difference between Deandre who's showing up and you're there. You're in your highest vibe. Yeah. And the difference between Deandre who's carrying weight. He's got,
1: he's got. Oh man. What's the difference? Lethargic. um, Not inspired at all. Motivation out the window. Uh, pretty much, almost like I used to be. You know, it almost feels like a depressed state because I feel like I know I can do something, or I know that I know that I have the power to do it. Sure. And it's like a crippling step of like, why am I not doing this? Like, I, I feel it in my heart, and you know, it's like chronic laziness. Right. Um, that's something I've been battling for so long. It's just like, how come I can't finish this? Like, how come I can't show up to this? And the difference is like night and day when I'm I'm actually working on something, I'm in my state, I'm in my flow state. I'm like, man, I feel amazing. Like this is (laughs) about to be the best thing in the world. Like, yes, this is what I want to feel like every day. And I think I'm kind of scared of that because I have to to basically tarnish who I was. You know, I'm kind of holding on to that person that I was, you know, chronically lazy, chronically depressed, um, you know, just always in the darkness. And then so once I finally let go of that, it's almost a new person, you know. Mm. So I'm kinda like, it might be an identity issue. You know, who am I? Who am I actually? You know, I speak about greatness, I speak about tapping into your power, but you know, when it comes to living to it, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm half passing it. Mm. And I really wanna open into that fully. So that's yeah. like transformation, even for the solar eclipse today. Um I did a little meditation instead of watching it, and it was just like, please, as the light, you know, as the um as the darkness and the light collide, let my light be the winner out of this. Um, let whatever, you know, whatever I was, you know, fade away. I'll remember it, but it won't be a part of me anymore, you know? And That's I awesome. just want to step into who I actually believe that I can, that I am. Not, not become yes. that I actually am, you know? Because yeah. it's not me becoming anything else. It's actually who I was all along in those bad um habits that I've created, let them out. You know, let let them go.
0: <laughs> you, you're letting them go, man. And you're showing up in a way that's attracting like minded individuals, which begs the question that is a hot topic for myself. Um, as I move through life, came from a hyper masculine family. My my old man is about as a type, old fashioned American football player. Don't <laughs> don't show any pain. Yeah. <laughs> talk about your feelings. This new age this new age man, this new design of masculinity that I believe yourself, myself, other men are starting to champion and, and help change the way men move throughout their world, talk about their feelings, express their emotions, and be okay with accepting their feelings because we've never yeah. been taught how to do that. Exactly. Talk to me about what you know about this movement that that that's growing right now.
1: Man, it's a movement that needed to start, like, you know, it needed to start it needed to start forever ago for um, sure it's kind of breaking down the walls of what men actually are you know we're human beings who were blessed with the capability to feel all the sides of the spectrum you know yeah. i don't have to harden myself to become something great or to to um be an example of strength you know vulnerability is strength being able to open yourself to people is strength and a lot of men Kind of like, you know, that's for women, you know, I don't want to be in touch with my feelings. Sure. Um, I feel that, and it also gets rid of resentment and bitterness because I feel like so many men struggle with that that issue of I'm so alpha that it creates this bitterness because I can't be like anyone else, you know? I have to be stuck in my own shoes and I have to not show who I actually am, you know? It's kind of like another identity crisis. You know, if I start showing feelings, then I I lose what you know I grew up knowing, right? Um, and for me, that's kind of like how I was I was trying to be, or who tried to mold me into that. You know, try to be you know this example of an American man. You know, only work hard, only you know um, you know the,
0: the uh, exactly
1: typical, um, exactly. And I just could never be that. I was always this emotional guy that knew his emotions were, were special and important. Sure. And I feel like you can also open into more spirituality, um, no matter what religion that you follow, when you are more in tune to your spirit and how it feels, then that, you know, I feel like you thrive. And when you suppress that, suppression is like the ultimate enemy. When you suppress anything, you know, it shows up in the long one as a greater, a greater force, but not in the best way. Right. And signs so, of aggressions and stuff,
0: for sure. So, how do you feel when you show up in front of the prototypical American man, and he's confused by you? you may feel there's a little bit of femininity yeah. misunderstanding. How do you? How does it make you feel? How do you handle that? Talk talk to us a little bit uh, about that because it's still in culture. There's still this this you know stereotype around men in yoga or men in the the mindfulness and meditation realms. And that those hypermasculine men might see it as a weakness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you and I both know the Jedi mind tricks. Like the, the the power within mindfulness is the greatest strength of all.
1: Well, you know what? First of all, I try to find compassion for them because you know that's what that's what they were taught. That's all they know. You know. Sure. And second of all, I'm just like I kind of explain like you're the one that's in bitterness. Sure. You know, there's no. There's no um benefit to being you know this hyper masculine guy you know there's no there's no happiness in being like the most macho that you can and just like saying f everything else that's not you know masculinity right um and so what I try to do is just be myself. that's the best thing I can be is um lead by example, right and maybe you'll see how they maybe they pick up on my energy and how happy how much i thrive when i'm my best self which is you know everything i embrace and feel everything um and so maybe one day you know they're like maybe i'll tune into this meditation yeah. you know i've actually had people you know hyper masculine men be like Man, thank you so much for showing me this. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: You're
1: feeling this. It's such yeah, good feeling it's amazing. Around, man. Yeah, you know, thank you so much for showing me what it's like to actually consider what compassion is. You know, mm. um, people don't really know; people aren't empathic to others. It just creeps into every single part of your life, and I'm just like, dude, open yourself. That's all I ask people is just to open. You know, I don't, I don't put any expectation on them other than to discover yourself and what it's like to be open.
0: Talk about opening yourself. Talk about discovering yourself. Like what are you really feeling about yourself right now? What are you really proud of in this moment where in this conversation? What comes to mind when it says like self-love?
1: Um, what am I proud of? Being able to overcome everything that I've been through and also not only overcoming it, but being able to be thankful for it. Um, sure. you know, I, thankful for every struggle that's come my way. Um, teacher, being a yoga teacher, I'm really, really proud of myself in overcoming social anxiety um, because I didn't know how to talk to people. I was a social media you know, analyst for so long where I was on my phone like up to 10 hours a day. I wasn't making in-person, you know, real life connections for so sure. long. And so um, I was really scared about that. And I'm really proud of myself to actually overcome that state and love people now, you know? I inter- I identified as the most introverted person on earth. I didn't want to go out, I didn't want to do anything, I don't want to talk to people. And now, you know, I feel like an extrovert. And, yeah. um, and yoga teaching has got me that. You know, teaching over a thousand hours in less than two years is, is, it's intensive. Like, I talk to people every single day for more than an hour at a time, you know? Sure. So, um, It just
0: is you now, man. It it, it just is who you are. And it's incredible to watch you embody it in different ways. At some point when I get to Dallas, got to get into the studio and take one of your classes, man. I'm actually right now thinking about getting into my 200-hour cert, going through that process, maybe not even teaching it, but just going through that life-changing experience that so many people talk about now. You mentioned being a social media influencer. One hundred and thirty-five plus thousand people <laughs> coming to um, drink from the water that you are pouring, so to speak. Like coming to check in with you, your message, and your lifestyle. What's important for you to relay to the people that that follow you and the the people that are inside of your life?
1: Um, don't let social media ruin you.
0: <laughs> right.
1: You know, uh, when I come on social media. I gotta be the most vulnerable person I can be because especially showing my fails, like you should definitely show your not so bright side of life on social media, you know, even if it's just like, you know, once a month. Sure. Because when you show up in that space, showing up fake, you know, is the same thing as not showing up at all. Right. Um, so I wanna show up and be my most organic self and I want others to look at me and say, Well, this guy's just a he's just a human being. You know, he's not something that I can't be. He can definitely be like me. Um, yeah. I wasn't born with any specific talents. I, you know, I've worked, I've worked hard to come to become who I am or actually be who I am. Um, and so you can too. You know, you're the same exact, you have the same exact situation as me. Uh, don't, don't do yourself just because I have more followers than you, I'm not more important than you.
0: you sure, know?
1: sure. Um, people come up to me on the street sometimes and it's crazy. Cause they're like, they will be like, yo, I follow you. And I'm like, dude, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Man, it's amazing that people actually follow me. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not any more special than anybody else on the gram. Uh, I just live and I want to make art. I want to show people that I make art and hopefully they want to make art too with me.
0: Yeah, it's dope, man. I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down, man. And I think uh, this this new level of vulnerability in men is, is catching a blaze and being able to use whatever platform we're able to generate to, to serve that is is important. Uh, I see you're talking about creating art. I see you getting into the vlogging world right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: trying to. <laughs> tell, tell me
0: what you're enjoying about that as we round this thing up.
1: Oh, man, it's, uh, it's weird. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's weird. Um, just the camera. It but it may it almost it does make you show up though. Like if you're vlogging, you're definitely gonna show up. Sure. Um and be who you say you are. Um it's definitely I kinda like I feel like a narcissist sometimes. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well if I'm walking down the street and I like have my camera and I'm recording myself and I'm like, what do people think about me like recording this? But like <laughs> it, then again, um it provides valuable information. And so I got to stop thinking about what other people think. And I'm just going to provide, you know, people what with my viewpoint in life. And if they want to pick it up, they can pick it up. If they don't ever pick it up, I'm still going to do it anyway, you know. Yeah. You know, and it's just been a discovery of awkwardness and comfortable, just getting comfortable into it.
0: Well, I'll have to say, man, you know, your ability to vlog and what you're learning how to do, continuing to push yourself to to evolve into a new form is, is super inspiring. I will say that when I listened to your guided meditation, he gave me the courage and almost the permission to stop doing my guided meditations just for myself yeah. or on the podcast, but now to take it into a, a workout in a park or around other people and, and being brave enough to do that. And now we're moving it into doing it also on the, on the Instagram space. I just think it's vastly important. So as we run the, roll this thing out, I would love to ask you, as you move through the rest part of your day, the last piece of, of this solar total eclipse day, like, yeah. what's your intention moving forward, at least for today and maybe the rest of this week?
1: Um, let go. Um, let go and show up. That's it. Like, get a routine, stick to it, see what I become, see what I, see what I feel, you know, out of that. Um, that's what I, I woke up this morning, I was like, man, today is a new opportunity. You know, I look at almost every day as a new opportunity, but I want an opportunity, I want this opportunity to last, you know, I want it to, to move into sure. next year, you know, a decade from now, I want to set habits, I want to set a routine that I can actually move into and show up to. Yeah, um, so that's that's what I'm working on right now.
0: Let go and show up, man. They go Let hand in hand. DeAndre, I'm so grateful, man. I'm gonna stay to you, my brother, for spending some time with the Creating Space Tribe, telling your message. And to be fair, man, if if we at some point could work together to to move the powers that be to collaborate in some capacity, whether that be through Lululemon or or next time in Dallas, I'm in Dallas, or you pop into Charlotte, man, it would be cool to join forces and somehow create some sort of message or collaboration or vlog or video yes. that, that could resonate with, Like uh, yes, I'm down hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, where Deandre, where can the creating space tribe who's listening to your story? How can they connect with you?
1: Um, mostly through Instagram, Deandre yoga. If you want to find me on Facebook, um, Deandre Joseph. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs>
0: Appreciate you coming on the show, my man. It's been a blast. Oh,
1: also YouTube. I like you on YouTube? Yeah, dude, you DeAndre Yoga. About, you can't forget
0: about the YouTube page, man, <laughs> yeah. with all these vlogging videos you're putting
1: I <laughs> also got some guided yoga classes on there, too, if anyone ever wants to flirt with a little bit of gentle yoga. All right, how do they find you on YouTube? Uh, DeAndre Yoga. Just search that, and I come okay. up. Okay.
0: Perfect. DeAndre, man, like I said, buddy, it's been a blast, man. And I'm excited to see you continue. Thank you,
1: Wesley. You're awesome. Yeah, man.
0: What a conversation that was. And it bodes well for humanity if that's the direction that we're headed. If that's the direction that humanity is going, where we're all diving deeper to get in alignment with our true selves, I think we're going to be just fine. More love, less fear. And with that being said, If you'd love to throw DeAndre and myself some love, just take a quick screenshot on your mobile device. Make sure to tag us on Instagram at Wesley T. Knight and at DeAndre Yoga. Let us know that you've listened to the podcast, that you enjoyed the podcast. Maybe hit us with your favorite quote, something that really resonated with you at your core. We would love to be able to get eyes on those of you who are enjoying this content. Without any further ado, guys, I love you. We'll see you soon. Hitting back tomorrow with Going Deeper.